What's up, guys, and welcome again to another episode of Virtual Pitching Academy podcast. I'm your host, James Baragon, and the founder of Virtual Pitching Academy. It's an online resource to help train pitchers of all ages and skill levels um, and learn to train for every pitch. And so um, if you want to learn more about Virtual Pitching Academy, you can find, you can look us up at virtualpitchingacademy.com. Follow our Facebook page, follow our Instagram page, and all that jazz. And so this is episode number three. Um, Last episode, I began a series of things that I wish I knew as a player. Um, th- most of the things that I've learned, mostly things that I've learned as a coach, as I've continued to to grow in my knowledge of the game, and and as as I've con- continued to help other athletes take their game to the next level, take their mound presence to the next level, um, you know, I've learned a lot that I wish I knew back in the day. And so, um, in this series, I'm going to cover several topics. And so, last week I talked about just some some basic mechanical concepts that I was just totally oblivious of, totally ignorant of. And um, things that I had to try and figure out on my own. And so I wish I would have known those things. And um, so I'm trying to use Virtual Pitching Academy to kind of fill that, that knowledge gap that exists in the game um, between um, those that are elite, those that have access to elite training, and those that are just you know trying to take their game that, to that level, but they're not there yet. And so giving people access to those things. Um, today I want to talk about um, conditioning. So what do you do after you throw? Now, here's the, the old school um, kind of approach to this is, you know, you got to run. Um, you, you not just run, you got to lo- run long distance, right? I remember back in high school, um, would hate the day after I pitched because, you know, I would, I would, they would send us out and we'd have to run, you know, 25 minutes, just run out 25 minutes and some some schools do poles, and so we do a mix of poles, you know, running back and forth and, until you finish your 25 minutes. Or <clears throat> some days we'd we'd run and and uh, run around a neighborhood or take a route, you know, it's supposed to be about three miles, about 25 minutes long, and um, we would do that. But I never really understood why we were doing that. So I like I would I would run, <laughs> and my coaches don't know this. So if they're listening to this, then um, if they're listening to this, then sorry, coach. I you know it was a long time ago. It was immature. I you know, whatever, I was an idiot. So anyway, so uh, we would go off on our runs and we would kind of just find a spot to hide, you know, in a neighborhood or something and um, and then come back 25 minutes later because we didn't really understand, you know, what what the long distance running had to do with, uh, with pitching. We knew it had to do something with, you know, developing uh, to condition our bodies, to develop some endurance, things like that. But we couldn't, we really didn't know <clears throat> why we were doing what we were doing. We just we're doing it because coach said, but, um, and so there was no motivation for us to actually condition. Um, when I got to college, it was a lot of, um, you know, three mile runs, you know, we'd train as pitchers to run, um, you know, three miles under a certain time. And, um, the idea behind that was to build endurance, you know? Um, and, and, uh, I started learning then, okay, my blood in order to replace the, the, or to get the lactic acid out of my muscles and all that, I needed to get some blood circulation and I needed to keep my heart rate up for for over 20 minutes. And so I started learning things like that. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense then. So I'm going to go run and try to average about seven minutes a mile and, and run for 21 minutes, you know. And um, <clears throat> it wasn't until um, later in my college career, uh, probably my junior year actually, when I, I was um, – um, my catch playing partner was Austin Davis, who now plays for the for the Red Sox. He was drafted by um, he was drafted by the Phillies, uh, made it to the big leagues with the Phillies, was traded to the Pirates, and then um, just got traded to the Red Sox. And 
Um, hopefully they make the playoffs this year because I'm a big Red Sox fan and even a bigger fan now because he's with them. Um, but Austin and I became really good friends um, throughout our college career. We started at the same time. And um, we were catch play partners. And he was doing a series of training and, um, you know, back home in Arizona where he's from. And he was trying out all this new stuff, you know, trying out weighted balls, trying out different conditioning techniques and things like that. And so I, I mean, at first I started making fun of him for all these new things that he was doing, but then I started doing it with him. And, um, and one of the things that he would do is after the day after his start, the day after he pitched, he would, instead of doing long distance running, um, he would do a series of explosive movements for over 20 minutes. So he's still getting his blood, his blood flowing, keeping his heart rate up, <clears throat> but he, and still working for over 20 minutes, but he was doing explosive movements. And so some of the things that I, um, you know, that we would do together would be like, you know, we'd bear crawl, we do, um, broad jumps, we do dead sprints, we do backward sprints, um, we do, you know, squat jumps, um, split squats or, uh, split squat jumps, scissor jumps, I call that on the website and, you know, all these different things <clears throat> just to get our, our muscles moving, get more explosive and, um, and things like that. And if you think about it, that makes a ton of sense. Like, uh, if you think about baseball, it's not like a, it's not a, it's not really a, a, a an endurance game. It kind, it is, but it's not. It's a, it's, it's not like soccer where you're running all the time, right? In in soccer, you got to be long winded. You got to be able to sprint, but you got to be long winded. That's the that's the biggest deal with that. It's not cross country running where you're just running for a long time. It's it's a game of short bursts bursts right where you're you're exploding for a, a, a millisecond or a second um, and then you're taking a break and you're exploding again to chase after a ball you're exploding again to um, to sprint after the uh, a backhand and turn and throw to first base as a pitcher it's you know it's a it's a short burst and then and then the pitch is over then you reset, you get the ball back, and you go back to the, go back to your business, and it's a, it's a it's a hundred to hundred and twenty short bursts over a game if you're in college, right? So, um, and so that makes a lot of sense, and that started I, I but I didn't really learn that until my junior year in college, so I didn't realize like oh I could be I could be working on movements that are actually going to help me on the mound, that are going to help me become more explosive. I can develop some muscles in my legs and in my core and and, and in my arms that are going to that are going to help me actually translate to the mound, right? Better. And I can still get my conditioning in, right? And, um, you know, our coach started to, to understand this a little bit toward the end of my playing career. And um, he would have us do, you know, we'd run around the, the, the warning track of the field. And <clears throat> we would sprint for five seconds. Then we'd walk for 10 seconds. And we'd sprint and we'd walk and we'd sprint and we'd walk and we'd do that for, you know, over 20 minutes. And that was kind of his way of trying to incorporate this type of, of thinking and this type of philosophy of, of, of conditioning into our practices. But then pretty soon, you know, we realized that guys were getting hurt. Like they were hurting their lower back from all that starting and stopping and starting and stopping um, because it takes time for your body to, to stop. And so if you're starting and stopping really abruptly, that, that's going to place some, some stress in your lower back. And um, so we were learning and, and we were going through that whole process together, trying to figure out what's the best way to condition. Um, now, <clears throat> as a coach, what I do is I have 
my athletes go through, you know, sprinting and jumping and um, and squats and lunges and and all of those things. And I and I have them, you know, sometimes even take you know take breaks in between so that way they're they're getting full explosiveness, but then doing it over a period of time so that they can develop some endurance. That's what I, that's the that's what I would really prescribe for pitchers who are going who want to develop some some um, some endurance who want to condition well but then also want to keep their explosiveness right um one more thing just on that the reason why excuse me gotta get a drink the reason why not just um you don't want to just jog is because when you jog and you're running for long distance your muscles are being conditioned for slow pace movement over a long period of time your muscles start to elongate um, your calves are going to start to elongate. Your hamstrings are going to elongate, um, and, and and they're not going to be trained for short bursts. So it slows your body down. But if you work on explosive movements, then your your calves are gonna are gonna be shaped and and molded and and prepared for explosive movement. Your hamstrings are going to be prepared. Your quads, your core, all of that. So developing those fast twitch muscles is really really important for to for maintaining fast twitch over you know a game of seven or, or eight or nine innings um if you're if you're able to keep your pitch count down right so um that's why it's so important your conditioning is not just something that you do it's something that serves a purpose it's something that that is used is useful for when you get on the mound and your players, if you're a coach, your players need to understand that. If you're a player, you need to understand that. Don't take your conditioning for granted. Don't treat it as something that is unimportant. It's going to help you. It's going to serve you. But it's going to serve you if you do it well. If it's going to ser- it's going to serve you if you do it the right way. And so um, fast twitch, short bursts over a long period of time, that's how you should condition because that's how you play the game of baseball. And so if you're a parent, your player, coach, Listen to that. I hope that's helpful for you. It's something that I wish I knew when I was a player. Um, I think I could have been a little bit faster, a little bit more agile on the mound, a little bit more explosive than I was. And um, I think if I did it all over again, I would want someone to tell me that I need to condition in that way rather than the old school way of just you know running poles and, and, and doing all that. So that's what I got for, for this episode <clears throat> on how to condition after you throw Next week, I'm going to be talking about um, the idea of soreness, okay? The idea of soreness and how I used to think and then what I wish I knew that I know now about soreness in, in your muscles. And so we're talking about soreness, and so I hope you guys will tune in for that. That's all I got for this episode. <clears throat> be sure to, to like the Facebook page, at Virtual Pitching Academy. Follow us on Instagram or follow me on Instagram. It's really just me. Follow me on Instagram at Virtual Pitching Academy underscore subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and i will talk to you next week yeah everybody want to be heard everybody want to be seen everybody want to be known